Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. In this episode, I sit down with Owen Murphy and we go through his full journey from playing professional football back in the UK when he was 16 years old, right the way through to going on Love Island and selling million dollar deals in real estate. This is a jam-packed episode. And the reason why I think so many of you are gonna get so much out of this is because so many people go into thinking that being this social media star and celebrity is, is such a good thing. But what Owen touches upon is how much it can damage your mental health if you aren't prepared for it. This episode truly reflects that and I loved sitting down with him. Enjoy the show. One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is. Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission, to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Today, we have... An absolute six foot five giant of a guest on the show today. Uh, Mr. Owen Murphy himself, he's been in Love Island. He's a top fucking real estate agent. And we're going to be talking about so many different topics today. It's going to be absolute fire. Mate, welcome to the show. How are you, brother? Thanks for having me on. Top of the morning to you, Patrick. <laughs> Top of the fucking morning to you. because I'll, I'll walk up, brother. Uh, Mate. Two I th- more chances. I think, I th- <laughs> already, already, I'm already in trouble. He's already given me the death stare if you're seeing this on YouTube. <laughs> right. Mate, I think the best place for us to start is yeah. how the hell, like, you're not the type of lad, mm. after meeting you for and knowing you for a little while. Yeah. You're not the type of lad that I thought to myself, you're going to go on Love Island. How the hell did that come about? Man, like... When I sit down and I actually sit back and I go, okay, twenty start of 2019, how is my year going to turn out? <laughs> it wasn't going that way at all. Like there's a lot of people that go on these shows and it's like, it's almost as if they've been preparing for it their whole life. <laughs> um, I'd never watched it before. I had no idea what it was, but I guess what it boils down to is, I guess we we're speaking about it before. I got to a point last year, it's probably... August, end of August, start of September, where I'd been training really hard for like a year and a half, um, had a complete body transformation, like went from 103 kilos overweight. I, I saw it, man. Yeah. You, was, you, was a, you was a big lad. You had a little bit of a... Yeah, the belly, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Tyson Fury belly. And... Um, Comeback. Yeah, gone. I just changed, grew my hair, had a bit of a glow up. Um, work was going really, really well. Had more money than I'd ever made before. And I just felt kind of incomplete. Um, there was just no substance to it. And I was probably at that point the most unhappy I'd ever been. <laughs> and it was like, this can't continue. I was only 23, turning 24. I'm like, when's it going to get better? Like, I'm not, I'm not talking, I wasn't, wasn't depressed or anything like that. You know what I mean? I just wasn't happy. And I was just down and I just, it just felt like I can't continue doing this for the next 5, 10, 15 years. So I needed a shake-up. I had no idea what that was going to be. And I started getting these calls about the first week of September from Channel 9. And I'm like, How did they even find out about this? Honestly, fuck, I'm going, nah, fuck, fuck off. Who are you? I thought it was prank calls. Anyways, it turns out I had a friend that applied on my behalf. They did a final casting call. <laughs> and I'm going, fuck. Anyways, I talked to my mom and she's like, oh, and just go down, go through the process and see what happens. So I had like a FaceTime interview. They flew me down to Sydney, met with the execs. 
then they were like, yeah, we want you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm stressing out because in these shows, they always have, like they always throw an ugly guy in. Yeah, yeah. They always throw a bit of bait in. Like they can't always have a lot of hot people. I swear to God, I promise you. Like back then I didn't have much self-confidence or self-belief or self-worth in how I look because I went from that to this and... You, you, thought, I, you I, thought you were the token I ugly guy. I swear to God, I genuinely <laughs> thought I was the ugly guy because they kept telling me all the things I want to hear, like, oh, you're so handsome, this and that. And I'm like, fuck, no one says that. Like, <laughs> I thought I was for sure getting thrown in with the lions and I was going to get chewed up and spit out. So I was real hesitant to go on. So I got, they gave me the go ahead like on the 10th of September or thereabouts, had to fly out on the 27th. But between then, that 17 days, I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. I'd wake up every morning. I'm like, nah, not going to do it, not going to do it, not going to do it. And it got to the point, it was like two days before, and my mum was over and we had a full argument about it. I was screaming at her, she was screaming at me. She's like, it's time to stop being a fucking pussy <laughs> and go and do it. And I'm actually like, regardless of what happened and how it turned out, I'm Your so happy I did it. Your mum sounds savage. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, she just, she knows what's best for me and um, she knows how to push me. So she just she she it was because of your mum. Your mum literally forced you into Love Island. Yeah, yeah. What a woman! Yeah. I know. Did, what, <laughs> it's like, did she know what she's uh, letting herself in for herself? Yeah, but she knew. Like she trusts me and trusts my judgment as well, and knows I can handle myself. So she was all right. So like I was away for six full weeks. So you know it's a long time to be away. As soon as you go on the plane and you get to Fiji, they take your phone, so you lose all contact with the outside world. Then I was on lockdown for ten days in a hotel room yeah. with no contact with anybody. And then just thrown onto the show. Uh, what, and, you, so. and, and at this point, you've not met any of the other contestants. No, so that's obviously the, the whole mantra of the show. Right, is that yeah, when yeah. you see each other, it's for the first time. So I walked in as the first bomb, which was on the second day. And um, yeah, I'd walked in there. And it was actually, I didn't realize at the time, but I thought to myself, okay, I'm walking in you know, first as the bomb. And I was like, surely they've only been in there with each other for about 24 hours. They don't know each other that well. Like, I'm getting in early, it's fine. But seriously, that 24 hours, like, everyone was bonded. They'd all shared an experience, and it was like I was the outsider <laughs> for at least From two day to three one, yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy how things move so quickly in there and what it does to you. Uh, 24 hours, it, it's not a long time, but it seems like such a long time when you're locked in a house with some, with some other and people. Everyone, I guess, diehard fans or whatever would know it as villa time. And it's actually a true thing. Like, I can genuinely see how... You could be with someone in there for six full weeks and be completely in love with them afterwards without going Ser- through real seriously. world problems. Yeah, because you're with them. You're going through an experience that you only share with the people around you. So that bonds you. But you're also seeing the worst version of each other every single day because it's an environment where your emotions are heightened at all times. And unfortunately, that's what gets caught on camera. But when you see the worst of someone and you become used to that, then, you know, let's that just speeds things up. Let's just step back a second, though, because yeah. like when I was doing my research on you, because you know me, yeah. I'm a diligent man. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Frankie. We, Professor Frankie yeah. is in the house. Um, it, I found out you was in a relationship from 14 years old. Until, yeah. Until like nearly before the show or Yeah, something. so probably about a year and a half before the show we broke up. So it was in about May 2018. Um, and that... Irish girl? No, no, she was Aussie. Met her here. Yeah. Um, I came here when I was... 10 so i'd been here four years um yeah so that was that that and that obviously was part of why i was unhappy i really like i just couldn't for some reason get over her and it wasn't necessarily her it was having someone like i pretty much had my whole adult teenage and adult life that i knew of was with someone yeah yeah, and 
it, that was something like we we obviously broke up because we just we we grew into different people and we were kind of just together because of, of circumstance being, yeah, being yeah. together because it's all we knew and you know she took the step to end it which you know was pretty brave to do because i didn't you know i knew things weren't right but you try and just push on you think that's normal and yeah um you know it would have been scary and hard for her as well uh, mate i had the same i had the same thing with italian girl like i was dating i thought she, she, she was the one and everything like that but kind of i kind of knew towards the end that it weren't yeah. going to go yeah the way that i wanted to or that she didn't yeah she, you know there's certain things missing from it but like as a man when it's your first like proper relationship you don't want to be the you don't want to end it yeah you're scared of it yeah well, <laughs> well i was i was scared of it because i was just no because i didn't want to to be fair like i didn't want it to end i just thought like okay this is what's bad about it and i just accepted that for what it was because you don't know any different you don't have a life experience and to know that when things are going wrong that you know there are things that are better out there but it took me a long long time to get over it and i was unhappy for a long long time like i didn't for that year and a half i didn't speak i literally did not speak or see another girl whole year and a half but between breaking up with her and the, and the love island thing yeah i'd been with the you know i, I kind of broke out of that maybe july 2019 um but yeah like fuck a full year so, so what do you <laughs> what do you think your mental health was looking like before you even entered this thing because um, like it sounds it sounds to me like, <laughs> sounds to me like <laughs> i was a broken man it, it, look i was half yeah. the man of, i'm like seriously a shell of the person i am now um I just needed, to be fair, like I know that going on something like that can break a lot of people um, and they become worse from it, but I it helped me grow a lot, helped me grow tenfold. Very grateful for that. What, 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 before you went in there, yeah. what was your mentality on like, you must have sat there in your, in your, whether you did it on paper or in your head and you yeah. thought, okay, here's the upsides to doing this yeah. and here's the downsides. Yeah. Had you gone and got that all clear in your mind before you started so you knew what, knew what the game was? Well, I didn't know, because I hadn't seen the show before, I didn't really know what the upside was to going on it. I just saw it as an experience. I don't want to, you know, our clock's up at some point and I don't want to be lying on my deathbed one day I wish I'd done Love Island no not that but just like different you know what I mean like different experiences mate I've got an experience that I'm gonna be lying on my deathbed thinking I wish I'd done Love Island yeah now because you've said that but no but I had the opportunity to do it when you turn things on so now I'm the type of person I'll never say no to an opportunity because it's like I just want to live a life of varied experiences I don't want to be normal in a sense um yeah 100% you know what I mean but I I was more so weighing the ups and like the positives and negatives with work so what, that's a big part of so, my life and that's something i didn't want to give up yeah but the thing was the reason why i asked you that question was because yeah. you would you were already banging in big numbers with the real flying. estate like the week before i left i sold i sold three properties one for 5.3 one for 4.5 and one for 2.1 that was the all in yeah. the week before I left, so it's like <laughs> I was flying. How, then, do, how do you t- how do you go about telling your the, the real estate agent you're working for at the time? How do you go how do you go on about telling them that you're okay? You do you're doing these big numbers. You're yeah. making big comms. Yeah. You're you're a successful young man. You're 23 yeah. years old. How do you tell him that you, you're going to go into Love Island? He must be thinking you're fucking crazy. Yeah, he had my back and he gave me a good piece of advice. He's just like, mate, you're going to regret it if you don't do it. Yeah, and you're going to regret and you're going to regret it if you do it. So just fucking do it. And we'll be here when you come back. Yeah, and he took you straight back. Yeah. Because yeah. he knew that I had the right mentality and attitude. And look, it took I took about five months off from the start of filming to when I got I went to Ireland for a few weeks and whatnot. And I got back into it in February. 
and it was a fucking hard slog to get back. Let me tell you, it's been a hard year for me. I know I'm flying now, but I didn't list or sell a property until July this year. And really? that was part part of walking Just away because from it. You, because you'd broke your pipeline. Because I walked away, had no pipeline, plus um, I was battling demons in my head, like with, oh, I've walked away and now I'm coming back, and COVID as well, which is the elephant in the room, the whole coronavirus situation shutting the world down. So, you know, it was a hard slog, but we're back and life's good. So, I, see... see. And 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 we are going to go deeper into that love island yeah. stuff, but I really want to get into this this demon stuff because I think this yeah. is where the growth is. You know, yeah. these demons in your head yeah. since you've left this show, and obviously, yeah. and obviously going back and getting back into the grind of doing this yeah. real estate. What kind of demons are they that you're facing? Nah, it was more so. So I always, I never went on there to change my life or to go down a different career path. I went on for an experience. So I always knew, okay, I'm real. I'm getting back into real estate as soon as I'm ready. Far got lit in my belly again. I was going away. Spent some time with my family in Ireland. Did some stuff for the show over there. Did some cool stuff and experienced some cool things. Um, and then I got straight back into it in February. But then I had a big bit of a mental battle for two months because I felt I just was really paranoid and anxious because I felt like f- every every person I've talked to, I was like, "Fuck, they know." Like they know I was on the show. They know I'm a dickhead. Like they know, mm-hmm. and I I had I put predetermined perceptions in my mind of what people were already thinking of me, and no one gave a fuck because <laughs> people who know me know who I am and yeah, not yeah, yeah. what they see on TV. And it took me a long time to get past that. Well, your um, your your network in real estate and the yeah. people that deal with you are the ones that you know they deal with you once, they deal with you twice, they deal with you. And they were all super times. supportive of what I did, and they all watched it and were happy for me. But it just takes some time to get through that and to to just realize i think when you when you go on something like that you feel like and you, you all the media is around you and you're getting shit on instagram sent to you every day it feels like the whole world has watched it yeah even yeah. though you know they've not it yeah. just feels like ev and when you walk around it just feels like everyone's watching you and it takes a long time to break out of that that's probably one of the negatives i yeah, because because you you just constantly think that everyone's looking at you yeah, and, it's and not, observing and it's, you yeah, as, it's, as as Owen from Love as Island. That, yeah, and it's not it's not from like a, oh he thinks he's famous like none of that bullshit at all. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just more so you just you don't know. It takes a while to just get back to now where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, about yeah. any of it. Yeah, no, it's, it. I I understand completely where you're coming from, mate. Because it's it, it must be a hell of a thing to obviously get put out in the public domain like that, mm. and then literally because obviously when you as soon as you've walked into that house, they've got editorial rights, and we'll talk yeah. about this as well. Like yeah. because I'm sure some of the stuff that's as we talk through this, some of this stuff's been misguided and mis misconstrued yeah. along the way. So you get in there first day, right? You walk yeah. into the house, you see all these little chiquitas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mate, what took your eye? Uh, I tried to quit the first day. Like I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. The first night, I freaked out because it was um, it was pitch black. Yeah, and I didn't realize that we were on like a cliff face and looking over the ocean. So I thought it was just a set, and we were boxed in. I got super claustrophobic, and I had a full panic attack, and I was freaking out. And I I was like, okay, if I last a week here, like that's me. Like I'll I'll be done after that. Yeah. And I think there was so much going on. And just the adjustment to it that I couldn't, I was, I was had no attraction to any of the girls whatsoever, and that freaked me out as well. Really, none. And that's see, that. see, see every chick you walked in, you see every chick, yeah. and none of them. Not at that time, but I think that was probably due to everything else that was going on and the pressure. That yeah. Was, yeah, that was going through my mind. And then when I got to settle in over the next couple of days, it was 
it's like okay it beca- the world that you're in becomes your environment and becomes normal and you start to you start, you start to, to talk to the girls and yeah and oh, but yeah I'm thinking back it's, 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 it's pretty daunting though because yeah. a lot of these girls that go on shows like that yeah. are, are, are what I call uh, career socialites yeah. like they're just like literally like they've waited for this their whole life yeah. this is their <laughs> moment said before, yeah. this, 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 this yeah. is their moment yeah. like this is their this, this is their yeah. time to shine you know yeah. you know they've got they've not got like a, what do you call it some of them, not all yeah. of them, but not, uh, they've not got really high hopes for fruition. Yeah. They just want to be a social yeah, star, I like a, a media star. Yeah. Do you was do you find that that detaches them from? So you don't even get to meet the real girl. Like you're well, meeting that you're meeting a version of herself, like in that environment. You, you hope in your mind that the person that you are giving yourself to is there for the right reasons, and that's the risk you run. So you you do put that at the back of your mind. It's always kind of there, but you you really got to kind of let down your barriers. Unfortunately, otherwise you won't. And I, yeah, I, I reckon I, I reckon I'd be so emotional in that. Mate, no, you do. Like I cried. I, I cried a lot of times, but that wasn't the character that they chose for me. I was the big player. That um, so, so so how how so when you so, so how was it cut up to the outside world then? And in this part of in this part, well, I've not. The fact is, I've not watched any. You of never them. Watched I watched it. the first episode, and then I've watched clips on YouTube and stuff. Um, yeah, I've never like I haven't watched a full episode past episode two. But, the, um, but you just, felt they were I'm making you out to be like the tough would, guy. Yeah, but just from, you just see it from the articles, the questions people ask, things like that. You just know exactly how you've been portrayed. And look, the fact is, I probably, when I got in there, I think you got to realise, like I went from thinking that I was probably subpar and I was never going to find another girl in my life to going in there and getting all this attention from every girl in there. So I've gone from thinking this of myself to then yeah, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden thinking this of myself. Oh, so all <laughs> the girls were chasing you. At and then point. at that time, and then it was like, so then I was on a new battle that I didn't wasn't prepared for, keeping yeah. my ego in check. And like, I'm sorry, you know what? It probably got out of control at some point. Some negative comments are probably um, deserve it. Others, maybe not. But I think that was something I wasn't prepared for. And if I was to do it again, obviously can't. It's just realizing that because i genuinely had a full plan of attack for going in there and none of them liking me <laughs> yeah, i had that prepped in my head so when it was the opposite like i just yeah i didn't know how to handle it and it is what it is i've learned from it so yeah mate mate obviously if you've gone in there it's like it's like no different from going into into a fight or something else yeah. like if you play if you plan it one way it ends up a totally yeah. different way do you know what i mean yeah, you think he's spun me out you think they go they're going to be fighting you but yeah. then they're not fighting you <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean it's like yeah. a Fucking hell, that's a bit. It's a big thing for to take on. Yeah, and obviously the mental space you're in before you even went in there wasn't the greatest. And do they in these shows? Yeah, do they give you any like like psychoanalysis before? Yeah, you, before? you do a full thing, but I think like the more fucked up you are, probably the better. The better, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I to be fair, like that side of things. But I've always been, and I think this is where people probably have a bad perception of me or a negative perception of me or take me wrong. I've always been super confident and comfortable in my own skin, in the sense that, like, even though I might feel a certain way to myself, like I genuinely don't give a fuck what other people think about me. And that can come across as arrogant or um, cocky or whatever. So then when you put me in an environment like that, it's the perfect kind of formula to have the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, that's how you were painting from day one. You just Maybe, paint. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. People, people, people are dumb. Like they, when you think about it, they fucking, they'll only listen to what they listen to. Like for instance, like I'd slept with three girls before going on that show in my right. whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Not in the week. In my, in my, in <laughs> I was going to yeah. be like, that's not. I, 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 was just, I was just thinking, that's not. That's not a bad yeah. thing. <laughs> no, in my whole, in my whole life, yeah. And that's yeah. like a, that's on YouTube. It's a fucking the, the whole clip dedicated to that. There's a headline for it. Just search it. So I said that, and I think I don't know would it come out in like episode three or episode four. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm labelled a player, yeah. and it's like, fuck me. Hang on. The last time I checked, in order. To be a fucking player, your account needs to be a fucking telephone number. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't. But that's what I mean. People will only listen to what they want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Like if they see someone as something, they'll do anything they can to make sure he fits that, regardless of what it is. Yeah, people pe- people are always going to judge you, predicated on what they thought, th- what they what they perceive or something within themselves Correct. or. You know, some people are judging people based upon what their friends say about yeah. them. And yeah, that happens a lot with me personally. Mate, every fucking person out there that has a negative perception on me, I can guarantee I've probably never had a chat to them in my entire life. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and you can't worry about those That's people. what I mean. You can't give a fuck what anyone says. And you know what the biggest lesson I learned from my barn? Go for it. Was do whatever makes you happy. Do it for you. Do whatever the fuck you so, want. No, to but do. Ser- no, seriously, don't <laughs> give a fuck what anyone else thinks about you because yeah, you yeah. could be a, you could literally be a saint, and there's still going to be someone out there that thinks you're a dickhead. Yeah, hundred percent. If you, you try and you can't, you you can't, can't please that. everyone, and you can't live your whole life trying to please everyone, you will live a much better life by doing what you want to do for you and forgetting whatever everyone ever and forgetting everything everyone else says. That was the most freeing thing for me that I learned off of that you, whole experience. You needed that experience so you could embrace that and obviously learn that about yourself. I was like a caterpillar going in and, and I then turned you became, into you the t- butterfly. You turned into... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was going to cut that out and, and use that clip on YouTube. Don't worry. I'm That's not, all right. Don't worry. I know a good content removal guy. It's all good. <laughs> Mate, the first time you get, you get into a relationship in a house, tell yeah. me about that. Um, so I was put in a real like hard situation and this is something that I don't know if it was documented that well, I don't know. And for reliving, it's like a nightmare. Like I, so I had, there was, I went in and then all of a sudden there was the opportunity for me to choose, uh, for me to be with one of two girls and who I'd kind of bonded with and they'd set it up. So I went on a date with each of them. And then there was this massive thing where I had to then do a recoupling ceremony and it was all eyes on me and I had to choose one of the girls and I'm yeah, going, yeah. fuck. Like was, it, was it a blonde and a brunette or was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm going. They always structured like that. No, no, it was just kind of how it ended up. Like they, it was to be fair, like I had a free roam on getting to know everyone and these were the two I kind of bonded with the most. And then, yeah, I made the decision and it was probably the hardest one I made in there. Um, was it the right just decision? just found it real hard. Was it the right girl? No, not at all. When you look back now, but at the time, you can't regret anything you do in there because yeah, yeah. at the time, everything I did and say, everything I said and did was the right thing to do at that time. Why did you choose her? I felt, um, I just felt like we were on the same level in terms of how we felt about each other. Like we're sure, but I've been unsure. We weren't, like we were, we were more relaxed going into it yeah, yeah and yeah. we could build on on that um and th- and that's why fucking hell you thought a lot into that i'd, I'd have been picking her on either skin tone no or- i didn't but i didn't that's <laughs> the thing it wasn't like there wasn't as i said i wasn't which is weird there was no as i was attracted but i wasn't like overly attracted yeah. at that point yeah 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 because you because that because attraction is something that builds as well in Correct. a relationship and yeah. like that 
So, you, so obviously, talk to me about when you when because when I was do again when I was doing this research on you, yeah. there's this there's this big thing, and every, I, I'm sure it's made a big song and dance out of it yeah. about about this kickoff moment. You're yeah. kicking off. You're saying yeah. you're leaving. Yeah. Sophie Monk stopping you leaving. All <laughs> this, all this kind of mate. Tell me yeah. the truth. What happened? Well, that was just it was just a really hard week for me. Like the week so. The week before that recoupling ceremony, it was we were there for two four weeks, and my, the, the mate that I had in there, Matt, like he was my kind of my closest mate in there. He still was mates on, now? Yeah, yeah, still yeah. still chat now, um, still close now. He he was on the chopping block, and I was like, you find because it's such an uncomfortable environment, you find comfort in the littlest things, and that like he was kind of a comfort point for me. Yeah, and to have him almost go like it fucking broke me apart because I was like, if he goes. Like you should I'm have recoupled fucked. with him. Literally, we tried to. <laughs> but anyways, um, he was on the chopping block, and I just like broke down. Like I just all the emotions I was holding in and trying to be a hard man on TV for two weeks, it just came out of me. Yeah, yeah. and I just was just yeah, tear. Like I couldn't. I was just boom, like a waterfall. Couldn't stop him. Um, so then that just took it. out. you know when you have like a full. I don't know if you've ever been in where you you cry so much mm. that afterwards you just feel exhausted. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I was. I have, I have, mate. And I, like, I was really strict on my diet leading up to there, and even in there, I was still strict. And then that night, I was like, "Fuck!" It. I just got all the cookies and snacks and just put them on the table and just sat there, <laughs> just eating them all that night. Then I woke up the next day and fucking the girl I was with breaks up with me. So I've just had the double whammy, and I'm going, "Oh fuck!" Then those girls get taken away. And the new bomb squad comes in, and it's just like it was just the change, everything just going, and it just yeah, took yeah, it at yeah. I me. Mean, I was probably I was checked out from that moment, like it was too hard. Then everything from there was just super forced, and then it got we got through that week, got to the, and I could just see how things were going, like with the questions I was being asked by the producers, the way things were getting set up. I knew I got a really good sense of how I was getting portrayed in this situation. It fucking pissed me off because it's like get made to feel like you're making the right decision and you put a lot of trust in people and then all of a sudden you're it's redressed another way and it's yeah kind of but like, like at the end of the day i don't give let them that's what they got to do it like it is what it is they got to but it's just it takes it out of you in that moment and i was like you know what i'm done i'm over it i gotta get home i need to see my family and my friends and do they pay you a good clip for going in these shows no nah, not really no not at so, all so, so but one of the benefits, I suppose, from leaving a show like that is you get the blue tick and you get the social media following. Is that one of the reasons you went in there? Um, no. Um, that was a bonus, obviously. Um, what, what did I have before? I only had like nine photos on Instagram before I went in. and Well, I had nine. The rest of them were of my ex-missus. I had to delete them before I went in. <laughs> um, but um, no, I only had like a thousand followers and then I'll yeah, come out with what i come out with um it's pretty cool at first when you come out and then all of a sudden like i hadn't had a dm in my life and then all of a sudden i'm <laughs> like everyone's dming you you're and getting, then you're getting you know lit. your photos are getting like ten thousand likes and you're getting messages every day and like that's a pretty cool experience i guess because it's never gonna happen again um yeah, yeah. man and fuck it doesn't matter i guess for me 50 100 150, 200, it's not going to make a difference. And did you start getting loads of like these influencer deals and all this stuff being put uh, on the table? And Yeah, a lot of them. But like I just, at the time, I was like, it's not really the path I want to go down. I'm not really too fussed about it. And I knew the people that were following me at that time. I was like, you know what? I just, I don't want to take the, um, 
What's the one I'm trying to find the word? Take the piss. Nah, I don't want to take the road that everyone else takes. Like yeah, you yeah, go yeah. on and then you do the deals. I just was like, you know what? I'm not. What's this? When you're I not, you're not. Re- you I don't want to be like, oh, look. But when I just look at the cash that was going to come from that, and I just thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'd rather just remain a little bit authentic and. Hundred percent. I think. I think that's probably. I did, the best I, and I didn't. I wasn't in a position where I needed to do the deals, so I just thought, no, I'll be right. And then plus, when I factored in, I'm like, okay, if this is the path I want to go down, what's it look like compared to my income in real estate? And it just didn't match up at all. <laughs> Nowhere near. So I was like, nah, it's not not something I want to do. Yeah. But now I get to live the best of both so worlds. Ha- so I guess. Yeah, but this is what I want to know, right? Yep. When you say it didn't match up, how yep. much of a disparity are we talking here? <laughs> Big. We're talking, to, yeah, give me a percentage well, I don't know, like I don't... <laughs> no, I'm not like, talking about numbers, I'm yeah, talking about the percentage like, term in, in disparity Well, for me, like it's harder, it is harder for a guy because there's not as many brands you can work with, for instance. Yeah, yeah, because so like you I'm, can't do a bikini deal, yeah, can you? <laughs> no, but even, yeah, fuck, I, I don't know, it could even it could be anywhere from like 10 to 15 times for me. Yeah. Multi- yeah, like I can't... But this is what people, this is, this. the reason why I asked you that is yeah. because people think that building this following and, and, you know, getting on this, um, doing these influencer deals and this, that and the other is all this easy bandwagon gravy train stuff. But that, that gravy train is starting to slow up now. You know, there's not as much money on the table from brands as they, as they used to be. Yeah. I, it, look, it's not a, not a world that I'm actively involved in. Um, so I can't really speak on that behalf. I do know people that are in it. He says that, but then he's got a high smile ad out at the moment. <laughs> you they help me out put me yeah, on that yeah, um yeah, but no it, like, i'm actually not like i i don't like i don't i just go in there and have a laugh i don't you know obviously i don't get paid for doing that but um yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it's not like i wouldn't be able to speak on that but i do know a couple of girls that are doing that do it as a full-time job and do really well and work really hard um from it and that that is that can happen but it is like it's a full-time job and it's not something that i wanted to do or i didn't think was there for me anyway to do i don't even think i had the choice at all i don't blame you because when you're doing the kind of numbers that you you are doing on real estate deals Mm. you don't need to be getting involved in stupid stuff and i like like to be fair i like doing like i'm good at it i like doing real estate and it's like it's yeah i'm I'm happy i'm doing it It's, it's it's cool now that i get to have kind of both worlds and combine them and What's what was the first thing that got you into real estate? I fell in. I didn't really. I hadn't. Look, I was in a bit of a rut, and I had. I'd come back from England. Because, um, because actually, let's let's just talk about that actually yeah. before we go into that. Yeah. Because there's a very important point there. Because you were in England playing football for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, for two years. So I played for their under 18s and under 21s at the time. I think it's now under 23s. But because, and you did you think you were going to make yeah. it as a footballer? And that was a hard period for me as well because it was like fuck yeah. that was obviously when you're over and you train every day and that's all you want to do because Sheffield Wednesday's got a really good academy yeah good and good people there and it was a good family environment and they took me in because originally I went over to trial with like Stoke City and um, wasn't good enough there I got shipped around a couple of League 2 teams so 4th division um, went to Port Vale oh, that was fucked they told me I was shit and I should go back to Australia um, is went, that what they said yeah, to you? went to South End um, they made up some story about not having enough money for me or some bullshit like that. So obviously not good enough. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. then I was about to leave and got the opportunity to do like a trial game at Sheffield Wednesday. I didn't give a fuck anymore and ended up playing the best I've ever played in my life. Went back and trialed the next week for a week, fucking dominated, and then ended up getting two years there. So, <laughs> so, so what, what, what was what position were you? I was a centre-back. 
Yeah, nice. Yeah. I had a really good time there. Um, learned a lot about myself, grew a lot. I was only 16 when I went over, went over on my own, had no money. My mum was what, working. What was, just so that people can quantify this, yeah. what, what, were the, what were the youth terms you're on there? Like £165 a week? Yeah, or? what is it? I can't even remember. Not it's not much. That, I don't think. I think it was like, honestly, I think it was like £80, £80 a week or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But they pay for, I was in with a family and they pay for all of that. So that's on top of it. And I ended up getting, a, after like I mean my second year, I ended up getting a couple of flights back here paid for which was good of my mum because mum was working a second job just so she could fucking pay for the flight to get me back in the holidays really? yeah so yeah. it's hard hard time with that um but that you know, during that period i kind of fell out of love with football anyway and um but i had to drop out of school to go over there so when i got released and i came back here i just didn't know what i wanted to do or where i wanted to go with my life and i was working in a bar and um old boss came in and we got chatting and he offered me a job and the rest is history but you you're on about Colossi no uh, this was previous a couple of businesses ago but yeah yeah because yeah. you moved to Colossi later yeah. on the when you walked into that office did you know that you were getting let go as a player did you get that feeling? yeah I already knew Matt I had a bad run like I'd fucking I just I, I had I got to the point where I was throwing up before every match I literally pray that the match would get cancelled. I didn't want to play. I was so nervous. I was just a wreck. I fell out of love of football, and the writing was on the wall. So it was. It wasn't like a shock to me. It was just like it was an. Ong- it was a relief, to, more of a relief. more of a relief. And they were good to me anyway. The way they did it, and they let me stay on, and they paid for my flight back home to Australia. And yeah, it wasn't like a cutthroat. It was obviously halfway through the season, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was mate. It was. It is what it is, and I'm still grateful for the opportunity they gave me. Mate, it's, most most lads can't say that they've played in England. Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. I, you know, even though I didn't get there, I a lot of boys from here go over and don't get anything. Like I've done a lot more than because anyone has done. When you say League Two teams, League yeah. Two teams at that level, yeah. the youth team could be a a League teams. Like they're, they're, oh, they're, maybe back in the day, I don't know anymore. They were good. Like, but Sheffield Wednesday were in the Championship at the time, so that's what was funny. Like that second division. That I'd gone from getting told that I was shit by fourth division teams to then going into a second division, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's good. But, fun. but, but what I'm saying is the the level at lower level in England is pretty fucking high. Oh, too. It's still high, like a yeah. league, they, like a lot of teams. Probably, I'd say now maybe League Three. There'd be a few teams that would be able to compete in the A League, and yeah, yeah, it's um because I'm I'm a Peterborough United fan. Yeah, fuck unlucky. Yeah, I know, <laughs> mate. We're, we're we're at the top of the league. What are you talking about? What league? Yeah. Which one? League One. <laughs> okay, championship next year, right? Yeah, fucking yeah. Mate, <laughs> fucking hell, shit, eh? Yeah, you can go easy, <laughs> fucking jab you in the face <laughs> if you can reach me. Yeah, I'll get right, you right, 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 right. <laughs> I hope you still still can parry, otherwise you're fucked. I'm all right. If I get to your body, you're not. You'll never get near me. Yeah, you're never getting near me, Patrick. <laughs> never getting near me. But no, nah, I'm serious. Like, nah, mate, we're doing well. So pack it in, all right? Yeah. Nah. So yeah, I don't know. I, it was a good. Like really good experience, and I've had a, I've had a cool life, man. For twenty five now, I've done a lot. Yeah, you, you, mate, you have. So you come back here, you 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 rock back up here at eighteen. You're you're yep. working in a bar. You get dragged into real estate. Mm-hmm. When 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 did you start thinking? Okay, I can actually make something out of this real estate. No, though? probably it's, it's, when I when I decided. Like from the the moment that that was a thing where he came in, and I there was probably like a three month gap before I started. And in that period, I was like, all right, fuck. Let's. I looked into it. I. Found out what it was. I'm like, yeah, this could be me. And 
I got put my head down straight away and went for it. Never where I am now is where I've always dreamed of being. So now it's almost resetting my goals and going for more. And I think that's the best thing about being in the office that I'm it's like surrounded by such high performers that you are constantly changing and evolving yeah. and evolving and changing your perception of what is normal and what can be achieved. And that's really good. Yeah, because I was, I was reading on the uh, realestate.com.au mm. that you sold one place for like 1.8 million over market value. Yeah, that was the one that I sold the week before going into the show. <laughs> that was in um, one short street in Burley. It was a cracker. So that was a Saturday. I That was on Sunday and I yeah. left. I, I got on the plane on Friday. I bet you're thinking, fuck, what am I doing right now? No, nah, it's all right, because, man, I went on that show. A lot of people go on that show, and they're relying on the check they're getting from the show. I went on that show with 12 million in deals under my belt, so <laughs> I was, I'm on holiday for the next year. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. what's the percentage on, on – see, how does the percentage breakdown work in real estate? Is it like 3% plus? If you sell for over the guide price, you get – No, maybe. If it's like 3.3 is kind of your standard rate that you work off. of. Some agents will do less. Um, you can negotiate. If you know you may be able to negotiate, okay, if this is what you want, if I get you this, can we get more? It made it all varies. It's yeah, but the three point three that goes to like the the main real estate like Koloshi, mm. and then yeah. you get a break off of the three point three. You split that with the business. When you're a real estate agent, you got to look at it essentially. I think people need to realize you're actually you are your own. Like I'm my own. You company, are your own, own You're yeah. your own business, and you're essentially you're renting the brand. So you've got to pay for the use of that brand and the office materials and the staff and the admin so and all of that. So you are registered as a company. So yeah. you're, not, you're not a staff member, yeah. you're a company. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I like Ross it. Vale Estates, Petrietra Limited. I love it, I love it. And that's yeah. the estate that I grew up in, in Ireland. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool when I'm, you know, it's like not a council estate, but pretty much. And um, when you when, and when I'm selling like a multi-million dollar house and it's got Rossvale Estates on the top of the contract I look at it and I go yeah it's pretty cool I mean I think I think it's because I want to talk more about that because like obviously your family mm. uh, you were talking about before and it and it kind of it kind of made me a bit teary because your mum was working a second job mm. to make sure that you had the opportunity to fly back to Australia to see her I think that's so fucking nice to be honest like mate honestly I got, like, you I played got, on my heartstrings there man I got lucky brother but got lucky with my but mom. she Talk to me about like moving over here because you moved over <laughs> here at ten year, ten years old. Yeah. Were, you, were you like living in one of them proper like rundown estates in Ireland? Yeah, uh, but but I was. But the like the thing that you got to realize, like when you well, we started in there, and my mum had a good job, and she um we actually moved into a really nice house probably about a year before we left for Australia. Yeah, um, like a nicer area. Um, but it's like you don't like. When you're a kid, none of that shit matters. You yeah, don't get yeah. it. Doesn't fucking matter where you are or what you do or what you have. Like, like that's your life and like the family that you're around and the things you do and the experiences you have is what makes you and it's it's normal for you and you don't like you never you never feel like you miss out on anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, as long yeah. as you're loved, you never like that's all you need. But um, my mom like to kind of rewind and, and go through. Like my mom's Australian, right? Okay. And she moved to England when she was 21, and she met my dad who is irish in london right he was working over there and she met him within like the first two weeks of being there and um they obviously whatever hit it off done had um felt pregnant with me a few years later and he was like nah we gotta have him in ireland so they moved back to ireland back to his hometown and then had my brother but a year and a half later but he my dad passed away when i was three 
Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, so that was obviously hard. My mum was only 30, which is fucked up. And she's got to bring you up on your own. At 30. So when you're a kid, that's what's getting hard for me now because when I, he was only 34, she was 30. And when you realise like how young they were, like Steph, yeah, my best mate is 30. Yeah, I'm like 32. He's, they were your age, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're a kid, you think your parents are old and invincible. Yeah. I'm getting to that age and you realise how fucking young they were. Like it's fucked up. Yeah, she's mate, and and yeah. what made her? She she just working like a normal normal job. Was she a nurse or what? Was she, no, was she she, she did well in Ireland. She was doing well in Ireland. She had like a because Ireland's a bit behind the times at some with some things, and like she had an office administration company. She was doing well, um, but it got to the stage. I think she, she probably went through a hard time with depression and whatnot. Um, you know, which is what is all her family and we're over here. And they got to the stage where our friends were just like, you got to get back home. Yeah, you got to come back home. But she was battling with that. She wanted us to stay in Ireland to get more of a sense of our identity and who yeah, our dad yeah, yeah, was. Yeah. She wanted to sacrifice so herself we for you. To know who our dad was. Um, and, then, and, yeah. and to know, to know, and also, I presume at 10 years old, you've got a lot of school friends and a lot of mates. Yeah, like still go back down. and see them. And yes, yeah, so it was hard. But the fucking funny thing is, we never knew we were. We thought, because her parents and my grandparents came over that summer, which is June, July over there, yeah. as you know. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, we, we'd never really spent time with them. Like, that was, I came over here on holiday in, like, 2000. That's probably the only other time we saw them. Yeah. <laughs> and um, well, I was like, yeah, we're going back at Christmas. We'll come back. We'll go to Australia, go on holiday, whatever. So it's, like, December 4th, 2005 forget it we're in amsterdam airport my mum's like we're not going back to Ireland." <laughs> i had no idea what? and i was fucking like i was like distraught and then we got to australia she, she, that's how she told you yeah, because otherwise i would have caused a ruckus no way i would have gotten on the plane it was the only way she could have done it fuck i would have fucking <laughs> I would have, there's no way i would have run off so that was the only way and then we got to australia and i was like yeah this is where i like to be and i know it was only 10, 11 at the time, but you're old enough to understand your surroundings. And does it did it take a long time to settle in here? At nah, Cause it, real it, quick, because we we got here in summer yeah. and grant we moved in with our grandparents. They had everything set up for us, and we started school a couple months later. I liked football, and I got in a team. Like we settled pretty well. My brother used to get bullied in Ireland, and all of a sudden he was a popular kid at school. So like it just like it just worked for it him, worked yeah. for everyone. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. yeah, it worked. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't have it as easy as that. Like, because obviously when I came up, came over here, my, you know, you're English, mate. Yeah, it's probably, right. <laughs> <laughs> mate. Honestly, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't as easy as that. It was. It's like I love this place, but yeah. it's so hard when you come over at that, at that older age. Yeah. I mean, I landed here. I was 26. That's nah, hard because you're leaving everything your and, whole life, and you've left. You've left all your mates. Yeah. All your family, everything. You got nothing here, yeah. and you got to and you got to break. Trying to break into friendship groups at yeah. that age is terrible. Yeah. It's terrible age yeah. to break in because at least if you arrive. Like when you said like ten yeah. or when you arrive at like sixteen, seventeen, yeah. you can you can kind of intermingle and break into those groups because because people are leaving school or yeah. they're joining a secondary school or whatever. Yeah, but you haven't got that opportunity. Yeah, because the worst case scenario to you is that you got like a year of primary school left or whatever it was mm. when you arrived in, and you straight into secondary school and it's all new again. Yeah, so you got you got an opportunity. Yeah, you don't get that opportunity when you're twenty six. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's really. Yeah, hard. I was lucky. We're, I'm glad we came over and this is home now and. Fuck, I don't know, man. You just look at where 
Look at where we live. No, but you just so, yeah, you so look at what my life could have been to what it is now just from that move. Like, fuck. When you, when lucky. You, that's one of your pivotal moments, though. And your your mum did you a solid by doing that for you. Yeah, like well, we she, wouldn't. The things I've done and been able to do in my life I wouldn't probably wouldn't have been able to do in Ireland. Oh, not a chance, not a chance. I mean, when you when you go back there, yeah, can you believe how how happy people can be with so much less than what we have here? Yeah, it's but it makes me it humbles me a lot, and that's why I'll always remain humble with everything I do and have because it's like that's who I am, and it's always who I will be. And I actually because it's home, and home is always home. And whenever I go back, like it's fuck, I look at. Like you look at a house, for instance, compared to a house here, and it's completely different than what you have. I know, it's but it's so like, small. but it's just like that's your family and that's your friend and that's that's their life and that's who they are. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, honestly, it's 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 like the the differences that you cannot compare between England, Ireland, and, and Australia. No, like, we're luck. We're so fucking man, like we are so yeah, lucky. It's, it's like cost of living, like it's actually cost of living here on the Gold Coast is cheaper than what it is in in Ireland. Hundred percent makes sense, but it is. It, so it, it works out that way. Yeah, it works out. Any anyone that's over there living there now, you suggest like all Irish people come here anyway. Yeah, they they. they it's hard because you know Ireland Irish people very patriotic, and they always miss home. And yeah, mate, I I, I on, like I said to you before, it t- it took me three or four years mm. before I started to think before I accepted Australia yeah. as home. But the day that you do accept it as your home, mm. and that that where you lived where you're born, you're just visiting and you just have a lot of good family there. The day you accept that is the day that you, you become free and you can actually yep. live and be and yeah. actually become at peace with yourself. Yeah. Because before that time, I don't know if you felt this before, but before that time, before you become at peace with it, you, you can actually like have a bit of a standoff between you and Australians or mm. you and wherever you're well, living. Well, that's probably where I probably downfall for me was in Sheffield. Like I never saw that as home. And yeah. if I did... Because I was still with my girlfriend over here at that point as well. Like, we were doing long distance. So I never fully saw that and accepted that as home. If I did, I think I probably would have had a better run. Um, you have to, you have to, you I have to. I just saw it as, like, temporary, like, work. And I'd come back here and this was home. But you need it, wherever you are, you need to just go, yep, this is it. This is what it is and go for it. I went to see, um, not a psychologist, but like a, like a, some, I can't think what they call them, but some kind of coach in it. And she was saying to me that... If you, as long as you accept the place where you are at that time as home, you'll find more peace mm. wherever you are. For however many, don't, don't forget about how long a time you you're you're there. Just ex- if as long as you accept that place as your home for that time moment in time, and it's mm. just, it just is what it is. You'll find a lot more peace in your life, and it's mm. and ever since wherever I go, it always helps me mm. like, because it, it just it just puts that. Stops all that. Go to an African desert and see if it. Works. See, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to try it. But, but <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the first world, it works. Yeah. It works. You know what I mean? For, for yeah. any period of time. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're constantly unhappy. You can't, you can't. You're always looking at what's next. So, what is next for you? Like, what? What's obviously you've got everything pumping back in the, back in the real estate game. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm, I like what I'm doing, and I like, I just constantly want to improve and get better at what i'm doing all aspects of life health work relationships all sorts. i kind of think i kind of i'm kind of getting the vibe that you've found peace now i have with who i am but i also want experiences and it's just hard 2020 has been hard because it limits what you can do 
Um, but it also gave me an opportunity to kind of refocus. But I don't want to just kind of cruise through life. If there's risks to take, I'm going to take them. Um, I don't want to be too cosy. So you're not you're not thinking about settling down and getting and getting a woman or nothing. No, I I I I've always preferred having a girlfriend <laughs> over being single, but it's just not not find the right one, you know. So I'm not like it's something that will happen. I know it will, but it's, you can't force it. And when it happens, I'm I'm happy if it happens tomorrow. I'm happy if it happens in five years. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll sort you out on the nineteenth. <laughs> <laughs> What's on the nineteenth, Frankie? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, but I've heard there's, I've heard, there's, I've heard there's a party. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like it's not yeah. something you know. You can't force something like that. You never know who's going to walk into your life at what time. Um, but yeah, no, 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 for sure, for sure. But like, if I had it, I, but seriously, if I, <laughs> I'm gonna, if I don't, by thirty years old, if I don't have a kid, I'm gonna go Cristiano Ronaldo, like he didn't get a surrogate. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and yeah, then, and then did, my mum can look after that it. That was so considerate because he had a <laughs> hot girlfriend, and he's like, "I'm not, I'm not risking the bounce back on that." Uh, <laughs> what did he? He got he, a, he got he got he um, found like a Brazilian supermodel, I think, with the perfect genetics, and is that what he did? Yeah, paid her to carry his baby. <laughs> Serious? Yeah, no, I thought he just got some old chicken, old boiler in Portugal to carry it. Really. I don't know, man. It, he come out pretty good looking. If he did, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he would have found something with like genetic perfection. Yeah, but sh- sure. No, I'm sure he's he's matched it with um, him and his current missus, hasn't he? Like no, his he was, his, him and his current missus have had kids, but his first child was a surrogate. Yeah, but who was? Yeah, so what? So it's her. I think, so, yeah, a surrogate but, is so basically. Yeah, but but you, you, there's two types of surrogates. There's surrogates that obviously you <laughs> you go for it and have a, have a, <laughs> have a part. I don't know if yeah. it was like no, she had the kid and he paid her off yeah, to but not have anything to do with him, or if it there's, was there's some artificial things where like yeah, the I rush, think that the rush, was, the rush, well, the Russian chick, that's what it was. The Russian chick gives her egg, Correct. and then they and they and they use his, Correct. and then they put it together and they mix it up and then they throw it in this other chick. Correct. That's what I'm gonna do. Five thirty. Yeah, I do you have know a I, little Murph. Yeah, but I reckon that's that's not a bad way of having a baby, you know, because that doesn't risk your missus. What do you mean? Well, she if 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 she's a, yeah, some some women do some women want to have kids, but they don't want to go through the uh, the process the process Look, of it. I want to do it naturally. Put it that way. Scratch that part. Fuck it. <laughs> Just I'll find a woman. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find a wife, mate. I'm enough. telling you, I reckon the 19th has got your you name I'll find one? No, mate, I reckon you'll find five. <laughs> <laughs> Too many for me to handle. Yeah, but uh, mate, honestly, the surrogate thing, I think you, should, <laughs> we, you, you mate, we, 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 you're not, you know, when you're 30 yet, just relax. Five years, five years, five years. A lot can happen in five years. A lot can happen. Yeah, five years, mate. You, you might, mate. It could have happened. It could be happening right now. And I don't. We've know just, it. we've just gone through COVID 19. There could be someone thinking about me right now that I don't even know yet, mate. There's about. I'm telling you now, there's about 5,000 thinking about you on this podcast. <laughs> uh, like, Is that about, all? Yeah, I reckon. Fucking hey, hell. I don't know. It depends what numbers you bring. Yeah. Hey, you bring the numbers. I'll bring the fucking ace, <laughs> okay. ace the quality Done. show. The quality Done. show. But I'm telling you now, yeah, if yeah. There, there's so many babies coming off the back of COVID. Yeah. Like, we've all locked in a house. Yeah. Can you imagine being locked in a house? What are you going to be doing? Yeah. My mate's just, my mate has just, has just announced he's, he's expecting another boy. Good he he only planned to. Like He's having another one because obviously, like, what's it, what was he they to couldn't do? Couldn't do anything else. Couldn't do anything else, could Lucky he? Him. TV shit. Might as well have a go. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me and you weren't locked. Mate, I, I tell you one thing. Back yeah. back on back on the record. Yeah. Nine point two million, wasn't it this week? 
and deals. Yeah, that was a penthouse for five seven fifty and the lower floor for three four. Talk me through, talk me through, start to finish. Mm-hmm. How long a deal like that takes to get over the line? Um the five well to be fair, the five seven fifty one that was pretty quick. Uh, it was a long process with the buyer and trying to find them something and most of the time it's they buy something that they initially said they didn't want and that was really exactly what happened here um and in terms of the negotiation it was so funny how it played out they were my highest i had an auction on sunday at another property and they were looking at that as well anyways the auction starts i had to get the boss to kind of look after that because i'm dealing with this negotiations going on there I go up to them and ask for a bid for this and they look at me, they shake my hand and they go, you've just sold the penthouse. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? They go, we just bought it. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I don't have your days. <laughs> go off, do me thing. Then this house sells. I've done two deals in the space of 10 minutes. Um, that was probably the cool experience well, I had. Did you, but did sometimes you, did you give me a bit of the Conor McGregor? Like, I'm back, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at that king, yeah. <laughs> um, nah, it's just... Do that again. Uh the double champ does what the fuck he wants. Um, <laughs> nah, you just, I don't know. It was That was a big week for me. I did 14 million deals that week, over five sales. Um, I don't know. It's just, a lot. as I said, I worked hard for it. People see it and they go, fuck, he's, I didn't see this fucking you six, don't, you they don't didn't see to, the six months of pain at the start of the year. Of Yeah, they, they don't see what you go through, but it's like in this game and why real estate's so good for people out here is you don't have to do that many deals at that type of money. No, at that level, uh, that's the thing. And that's, look, for instance, if you said to me, Owen, you can sell 10 properties at 5 million or 100 properties at 500,000, what am I going to do? Yeah, 100%. Like, and there's a lot of agents out there, and I've got a lot of respect from them that are doing 100 to 150 deals a year by that, that kind of 200,000 to 600,000 price point. I couldn't do it. It's not what I want to do. It's not the way I want to live my life. I like the balance I get Is from this price point. From that from that price point, how many days a week do you really have to like knock your nuts out? But sometimes I could be seven days straight. Yeah, leave the office at 10 o'clock. Other days I could leave the office at 3 p.m. and I go have a nap. You yeah. know what I mean? It varies. And when you when you're in when you have a business within a business like that, mm. do you, are you is that staff member on their payroll? No, but that's you, on mine. Yeah. Well, that's not that. Yeah. Sh- so you, actually, you actually employ her. Yep. yep. Personally. Yep. So you, obviously, how, the, the, do you get advice and guidance from some someone like Michael who's been in the game a long time and say, mm-hmm. okay, right now's now's the time you can take on someone? Yeah, we got a good setup. Like I, I needed to because. We have at the office, obviously, we've got admin there that help for that role, but I got to the stage this year where I was doing too much volume that it was putting too much stress on that individual admin member because they were looking after five other agents that they gave me the tap on the shoulder and were just like, listen, mate, (laughs) it's time you get someone. Um, And obviously, it's a scary move because you're taking on a wage and whatnot, and it's a lot of money going out a week, but it's the right one. It was the right timing for me, and I'm glad I did it. Yeah, it does take it does take a lot of pressure off you when you do take yeah. on someone, but you do shit yourself when you first. Oh, hundred percent. But then you've, it becomes your new norm. The money you're spending that's the new norm for you. As I was saying before, you change your perception of what's. It's normal. all about raising your game and it Correct. raising raise raising your bar. vibration. I think that's what everyone needs to do constantly. Try and raise the bar for themselves of what can be achieved. 
Yeah, I think I think the too too much focus putting on how you can save and cut costs rather than how you can uh, can make more. There's opportunity infinite, out there for infinite. everybody. Like, who the fuck am I to come from where I uh, have come from to do what I do? Like, fuck, I don't deserve it any better or more than anyone else. It's just that I've worked for it. Anyone out there, no matter what your circumstances were, whether you've been born with a silver spoon, whether you've been born with nothing, we all have the same opportunity out there. We all have different challenges along the way, but you either want something out of life or you don't, and it's it's all right. But that's the thing. I think people define, like, that's the problem with people our age. Everyone defines success, like, success on how much money you make and what you do. Fuck that. Like, I'd be happy. If you're happy doing what you're doing... To me, you're the most successful person out there. Yeah, 100%. Wouldn't you rather be making, and I don't know, like, fuck, wouldn't you rather be making 50K or 30 to 50K a year but be the happiest person on the planet and have a nice family that loves you around you than have a million bucks and be lonely and fucking miserable and just a scumbag? Like, seriously, I think that's what people need to realize. It's just like everyone's chasing something that's material. I think people need to chase happiness and they'll be better off for it. Mate, this is what this podcast is all about for me. It's like I sat there and I thought to myself, I've always wanted to fucking do a podcast. Mm. It's like it's not like I'm, I struggle to struggle to have a chat with someone. Mm. It's always what I wanted to do. Just fucking you don't do it. Shut up, do you? No, mate. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> but just say, go do and do what makes mate, you happy. Exactly, mate. I'm not making fuck all money out of it. It costs me money because obviously the production of it and plus the and plus what it costs uh, to get uh, me uh, on. Uh, yeah, all the appearance, <laughs> all the appearance fees. Uh, you pay Irish stallions. <laughs> you, know I mean? you, you, you know, I could have got the Irish donkey on, but nah, I had to <laughs> get the, the fucking stallion. stallion, didn't I? But like, yeah, mate. Honestly, like people, people don't stand. But you got to. But when you are passionate about something, mm. it just shows in everything you do. Like yeah. in your in your work around that sphere, yeah. and and you can raise the level accordingly. Oh, yeah. if, we, if you look at episode one to episode twenty one, twenty two, like it's going to be. It's like the 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 bar is raised, 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 raised. raised. I got on at this, mate, 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 mate. Understand if you if you got on it first, uh, like in the first few weeks, yeah. it was me recording into an iPhone. Was it? Who was your first? Set? Who was the first? My, my first actual guest yeah. was George. Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. you, Jorge. If you're watching, <laughs> he won't listen. He won't uh, listen. He, he doesn't like personal development. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he only likes lifting tin. That yeah. guy. Uh, but mate, honestly, like, nah, buzzed, mate. I'm buzzed. You said that because, like. The whole world's just chasing cash all the time, chasing cash. But there's nothing wrong with chasing cash. No, but if it's what makes you happy, then yeah, you do it. But don't chase it because you think that's what happiness is. It's not. Do, like, chase whatever your goals are. Don't base them. As I said, going back to what, fuck what everyone else thinks. Do what you do for you. Just give me a bit of a roadmap, like, because obviously, like, you've you've gone, you went into real estate agent, and obviously this took you, like, six years to get to the game that you're in right now. Mm. What is the f- if people want to get to the game that you're in right now? Yeah. What is the fastest possible right route to doing it? I think it's different for everyone, and there's no bound. Like I think people, you could get there in six months. You could get there in fucking you, two you months. Could take you six years. I think for me, like right now, like I'm only 25, so like I fuck. I look at it in five years' time, I'm gonna be 30, and if I'm doing this now, like what can I get to then? I'm yeah, still yeah, young, yeah. still younger than everyone. Like I'm the youngest agent in the office now by far. Um. But for me, it was like, okay, you need, like, people, you need to kind of gain that life experience, for one. When you're younger, that's when it, when it's harder. Um, you need the knowledge, you need the skills, and you need the structure. If you can build that up over time, there's no, 
kind of length of time that's going to take. But if you dedicate yourself to that, you'll do well. Fucking drop the ego. Don't come in acting like you know it all and you'll be fine. I think the mistake a lot of young agents go is they go, fuck, I'm going to wear a suit. They think they're high respecter. They get their coffee in the morning. They walk in like a dickhead and they get chewed up and spit out. Like, just be humble at all times. Because no matter how good you think you're fucking doing it, there's always someone out there that's shitting on you and doing a lot better than what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So just yeah. fuck. Like, you ain't a hero, brother. So just he, take he, the ego. Who is the best at selling real estate in the Gold Coast? Michael Kloshi, hands down. Yeah. Anyone will tell you that. I'm not saying it because he's my boss. <laughs> but, that, like, hands down. And that's, like, fuck, you don't have to see what he does. The guy's a freak. Yeah. Fucking hell, I'm going to have to get him on the podcast too, am I? going to have to he's drill him. Mate, he's, he's, I've heard he's a weapon. 20, like, he's just, yeah. Deals he pulls together and the numbers he does is just, yeah. It's all about crazy. your network, though, mate. But you it is a network, and that's what I'm building at the moment. But, yeah, and that's the thing. You could come in and you might have a really good network, and as long as they trust you, you could fucking go well really quick. Um, but I think you probably should expect it to be a longer game than short. Yeah. Um, I, but I think the biggest thing for me, because obviously it's a lot of young people that want to get into it, is just like, fucking mate, you don't need, for one, you don't need a shit, your shit suit to sell real estate. <laughs> I sell, I mate, I sell what I sell wearing a hair tie and a t-shirt. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't worn a suit for a couple of years. Um, it's, it's not, uh, it's stop, not. Like, just be you. Yeah. People, People like, people you like the you. authenticity. They don't want, everyone has a perception of what a real estate agent should be, and that's why they're all here at this the package, the ones that are different, or not different, the ones that are themselves, yeah. the ones that are themselves that that do well. Mate, and um, that's why, obviously, because you are comfortable within yourself, that's why you're obviously doing deals. Because mm-hmm. like, like you say, I, I, I know certain ones that wear suits and stuff, and it's just like... But I know certain real estate agents around here and certain real estate agents all over the world that make their people wear suits. And I just think... Well, if you want to do it, that's the way to do it. Yeah, do it. What, I'm, what I mean by that, it's more of a metaphor. It's it's kind of like, don't put it on and become someone else. Yes, yes. Be you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, you can wear a three-piece suit if you want. If that's, if you that's know, who if you that's are. You yeah, who if that's you are. who you are. But don't put shit. it on as if you're fucking Superman and change into someone else. Just yeah. be you. Yeah. And act, like, just be comfortable with who you are. And, and too many people watch those Jordan Belford sales videos and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and adopted all that mentality yeah. and they're trying to take it into real estate and it just doesn't work. Mm. Like that, that works when you're selling a product over the phone, but it doesn't yeah, work. it's harder in... It's, it's harder in real estate when, you, when you're sat in front of a family and yeah. they're telling you that this is their dream yeah. home and this is what they want and this is what they expect. Yeah. I, mean, I think game. I think you, you just always have to have the clients keep that at the focal point and have that the client's interest at heart. If you do that, you'll do well. Like I probably talk more people out of selling than I do into selling. So just know it's not right for them at the time. Really? Yeah. So you literally you just well, go. If I know if it's if I know it's if I can sense that it's not the right thing for them to do, yeah. or that they're thinking they might capitalize on the market, or what, I'm just like, guys, just take a step back and just. Think is this really what you want? The the art in in being good at what you do as well is being able to turn down deals that don't represent who you are or working with people who you don't. Yeah, I've probably do. turned down five six million dollars worth this year, just because they're is, not your people. You know, that's fuck. That could be potentially one hundred and fifty grand, two hundred grand. Yeah, just because you don't vibe. Them. Just because it just wasn't at the price point I wanted to represent and who they were. I just didn't feel like we'd connect. 
and that can take up a lot of time, effort and energy. So yeah. It's really important to have a focus on who you are and what you want to be and what your business represents. And then you just build you build your clientele around what vibes of you and then yeah. obviously from there you can grow like If it. they respect me, then, you know. And, and also by doing that, you, those people will tell other people like the people that you're trying to attract. Yeah. Whereas if you go and attract some, some shit it one, just Trust me, there's no... No fucking amount of money in this world is worth it. That's how I feel now. I've had a lot of people saying, when you get older, you think differently. But honestly, there's not a cent in this world that's worth me losing my dignity. And if someone's going to be fuck it to me, then see ya. See you later. Yeah, Pay me 200 grand and I still won't do it. And before we go as well, I want to talk to you about this Gold Coast market because this Gold Coast market locally it's running red hot yeah it's running red hot <laughs> red panty night <laughs> <laughs> mate is that just because of all the people getting out of Melbourne and Sydney nah, after look, the I COVID think, I think um, have well, we got internationals as well coming we, over we have been that that will happen and I think the Gold Coast will be showcased to the world we've been the beneficiaries of the whole um, 2020 and, and COVID-19 because the lifestyle that we live the Australian government's done extremely well old bar Melbourne uh, handling the virus you know you look at places like ireland and england even though the population is huge in england they yeah. had an opportunity to shut it down quickly but they were still letting people come in from all over the globe unchecked yeah and the viruses run rampant whereas look at what's been done here yeah, i think a lot of you know international countries will look at us and and go okay this is somewhere that we want to put our money and invest or, or put our businesses and or, or live here. And then when you look locally or nationally, I think a lot of people will go, fuck, if this is to ever happen again, where do I want to be? Melbourne, Sydney or the Gold Coast? I want to be on the Gold Coast. You look at even when we were locked down, you could still walk to the beach, you could still go out. You know, it wasn't like we were in some small house in the countryside and confined to that environment. So it's exciting times ahead. Fuck yeah. And before we go... Do you want to drop your socials and, and the way that people can get in contact with you about real estate and all this stuff? Yeah, look- if I just start EOG and I think I'll pop up. <laughs> <There's> no, <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird combination, but I don't know if there's too yeah, many I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it. I'm going to put a link yeah. to your website and your Instagram and all that yeah. in the show notes. Yeah, Mate, it's been an absolute top of the morning pleasure to have you on Thank there. Thank you. And uh, I, I appreciate you turning up. Shake my hand. Yeah, and... Right. Uh, so is it if there's one bit of wisdom yeah. before we go one one piece of yeah. wisdom you can drop on here before yeah. we go right now yeah. what would it be probably what i said before it was just um i think the most freeing thing you can do is to stop worrying about what others are thinking of you or what others will think of you and do what makes you happy for you i love that bro thank you very much for coming on the show thank you <laughs>